Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. So today I would like to continue to explain about the file of God. In fact, I have seen more and more how the file of God works in other parts of the world. Many things in the Bible have been practiced and have been experienced and seen by a lot of Christians that have little amount of churches. Because these people came from non-Christian background, they did not have any preconceived idea about church or about Christianity. So when they enter into Christianity, they can experience what the Bible says very quickly. They don't have the wrong mindset or wrong teaching or incomplete teaching of the full gospel in their mind that block them with doubt to receive something from God. If you have been going to church for a long time, you've never seen the file of God, you sit there for 15 years, and then when the file of God moves, you begin to put your hand on your chin and say, what is going on here? I've never seen this. I don't understand. Doubt comes up. The confusion comes up because you get used to a style of Christianity that never talk about the file of God or never practice the file of God. But actually, it's in all over the Bible. Many years ago, in around 1996, 1997, I got saved in 1981. And it took me many years to encounter the file of God. And since that year, 1995, 1996, my life has never been the same. And I've seen the work of the fire of the Holy Spirit in many parts in the world today. See miracles and great things happen in different parts of the world. But I'm standing here in the church in America, speaking to a lot of old believers and people who have known Jesus even longer than me. And I try to convince you that this subject in the Bible is true and it's important to all of you. The subject about the Holy Spirit of the file of God really come to life, to ourselves, to our own life, become true to us only if we are really hungry and we are desperate. We yield and we want Him. God will never force Himself into our life. He is a gentleman. If you don't want Him, you don't want the fire, you don't want the Holy Spirit, He will not force Himself in. But if you are hungry, you desire the more things of God. You are desperate. You are thirsty for the things of God. God going to show up. I just received the email from a group of people in Thailand. It's amazing. They came to our revival service last month in October. Six people got touched by the fire of God. They went back to their hometown. This is a Buddhist country. And they began to evangelize right away. And miracles happen, pop, 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 because of these six people received the file of God. They're so hungry. When a pastor called and just say the word fire, the word fire, they offer under the power through the phone and got drunk in the Holy Spirit. It's so easy, so simple in the third world country because people were so desperate for God. They don't have the iPad and iPod and the 
website and all the system to support them. They need God so badly. They need the presence of God. So they're more hungry than a lot of people who have everything that they can count on, they can depend on. So I want to encourage all of you to have this attitude that we need God. We need to depend on God. In fact, I admit to you, it's very difficult for me this morning to walk into this church because I have to switch the gear. I got called since 3 a.m. for somebody who fell down this weekend. Uh, I face a lot of trauma. A lot of old people fall down because of the wind. They walk out of the house and then the wind blow. They fell down and have bleeding in the brain. And this morning, I just woke up and then the hospital called me that uh, a lady had bleeding in her brain and she is at the edge of surgery, whether I have to do surgery or not. So I have to run to the emergency room. And when I drove to the church, I felt that I was thinking about how to cut her open, how to save her life. To switch the gear into the church, into the spiritual thing, is not easy for me. So I call out to God, God, I need your Holy Spirit. I need your fire to be able to minister today because my brain is still in the mode of neurosurgery about putting patients on the table and cut on them. So it's hard to switch to the subject of the spiritual thing. I need the file of God. And thank God, God is so gracious why we're having communion. The Holy Spirit came upon me. The file of God came upon my life and I can switch the gear now to talk about the spiritual thing, not about medical thing. Amen. The Bible talks about the file of God in Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 to 12. I indeed baptize you in water because of repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy or fit to take off or carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and not all, and with fire. Most charismatic Christians or spirit-filled churches know only about baptism with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. But they never heard of baptism with fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear out and clean his threshing floor, gather and store his wheat in his barn. But the chaff, the chaff is something you don't want, you want to get rid of. He will burn up with fire. This scripture is not talking about the fire of hell. It's talking about the fire of the Holy Spirit that cannot be put out. The subject of the fire of God is about cleaning up. It's about purging the church to be holy like the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I became a new believer, the only thing I knew was that I am saved. God forgive my sin. I don't have to go to hell. God love me. That's all I know. So that's the first knowledge that I had as a Christian. I am forgiven. I have an eternal life. And God loved me. But as time went on, I began to learn that it's not enough just to know that I am forgiven. My sins are washed by the blood of Jesus. And God loved me. I learned from the Bible that God wants me to become like Christ. He wants me to grow up to be a, a mature Christian. He wants me to be fruitful. 
He doesn't want me to stay stagnant in the same way like a baby Christian forever. And that's why he put me in the local church to learn from the teacher, from the pastor. He trained me to serve, but I struggled for many, many years that I could not grow up spiritually as it should be until 1995-1996 when I encountered the fire of God. The fire of God helped me because He came in to cleanse, to purge, to get rid of the things that I should not have, the things that God doesn't want me to have. Every Christian came with a baggage, came with all kinds of sins and bondages, and some even have demons and some curses in their life. Even though Jesus died for us to get rid of all those things, that is a theory. But in reality, God wants to get rid of those in a tangible way, those bad stuff, bad habits, wrong idea, wrong attitude, wrong motive, or uh, some wrong teaching and wrong mindset. God wants to clean us up little by little until we become more like Christ in our mind, in our thought, in our thoughts, in our attitudes and motive and our actions. So this is talking about spiritual growth. That's why the Bible say we need to be moved from glory to glory to glory to glory by the Spirit of God. I pray that you will all desire to become more like Christ. You desire to grow up, to be more and more like Christ every week, every day, every year. You will not just be satisfied with having salvation and go to heaven and your sins are forgiven. You need to grow up. How many people are parents in this room? Raise your hand up. You have kids. How many of you say, I want to see my kids stay like a baby forever? Just drinking milk still, still walking around like kids and run around and cry like a baby all the time. How many people want your kid to grow up until they can take care of themselves? Until they become a good citizen and can have their own family? Is that right? You want your kids to grow up. God wants us to grow up as well. And in the process of growing up, God uses the church, the pastor, the teacher, the apostle, prophet, and evangelist. God used people to rub on you. God used trial and hardship to shape you up. But one thing that the body of Christ have no idea about is the fire of God. The fire of God come to clean us up, to become more like Christ. Amen? And that's my first-hand experience. Since I met the fire of God, I grow much faster. My mind was changed. The way I think was changed. God started to deal with me, clean me. And I begin to think the way Jesus thinks. I used to think the way the world thinks, but God cleaned up my mind, cleaned up my idea, the wrong idea, get rid of a lot of old things. So I want to encourage all of you to have a desire to grow up and be hungry for the fire of God to change. It's interesting. Many thousands of people ate free food from Jesus. He fed 5,000 people. Many people came to Jesus for the blessing, healing, miracles, deliverance. But when the time that they need the fire in the upper room, only 120 people were hungry to change. Where are the rest? Where are they? They get all the blessing. They get all the healing. They get free food. They get nice teaching. But when the time that the fire of God is going to fall in the upper room, a lot of people disappear. 
only 120 people were hungry to change, to be burned by God, to allow God to deal with them and burn something out of them. I pray that in this generation, you will be one of the 120, that you are really serious about walking with God and want to be changed, want to become more like Christ. I just want to convince you that the file of God is so important to you. I'm speaking from my own experience. I cannot force you. I cannot pay money for you to believe it. You need to be convinced by the Holy Spirit yourself that you need the file of God to be changed, to become more like Christ. And then you will fall in love with God and you will be anointed to check your neighborhood and your office and you will go out with the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's life. When I read the story in the third world country, sometimes I feel a little bit of holy jealousy that why so easy in the third world country? These six people that came to be touched by the file of God told me yesterday, I make a phone call. They went back home. It's so simple faith. They went back home and the mom went and called all the children, about five to six years old children. Come here, come here, baby, baby. And the mom laid hand on the five, six years old, seven years old kid. They all got drunk in the Holy Spirit in the home. God touched them, boom, 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 by the mom, who just got touched by the revival service. And when I heard that, wow, why so simple? In the farming area out there in Thailand, and they never have any nice church with a nice carpet, nice worship team. They're just hungry and they just lay hand on the kids and the kids fall under the power and got drunk in the Holy Spirit. Five years old kids, six years old kids. God is so real. No matter what your experience is, He is real and the fire of God still falls today and the fire of God still touch people. No matter you believe it or not, no matter you want it or not, no matter you experience it or not, you need to come to Him like a children. And say, God, touch me and change me. I don't want to be the same. Amen. Amen. And God used the story of Moses, or the children of Israel, that came out from Egypt as they were slaves in Egypt. Actually, the whole story about the children of Israel and Moses and Pharaoh and the Red Sea until they entered the promised land is the whole story about our Christian life. Do you know that? Pharaoh is symbolic of Satan. The Egyptian soldiers are symbolic of demons. The children of Israel are symbolic of us Christians. We were slaves to the devil. We were tortured by demons. And God set up a man named Moses to set them free. So Jesus is our Moses. And you can be Moses as well, that God can send you to the city and the nation to set the captive free. So Jesus is a main deliverer. And now he appoints and anoints a lot of pastors and, and God's servants to go out and set the captive free. And they walk through the wilderness to enter the promised land. The promised land is not in heaven. The promised land is on earth here. Because there are no giants in heaven. So God expects us to come out from darkness, go through some trial, 
and eventually enter the promised land, which is symbolic of the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden before the fall of man, the place of blessing and victory. But the whole story, one thing that the Bible mentioned about this story is the phrase called the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. The pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. What is the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud? They saw the pillar of fire in the wilderness during the daytime, and they saw the pillar of fire at nighttime. The pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud were symbolic of to today the tangible presence of God, the glory of the Lord. And the word, the fire of God, is the same thing. It's the tangible presence of God that He come and touch you, come and wrap around you and protect you and do some great things in your life. When I'm talking about the fire of God in the New Testament church, actually, it's the same thing as the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud in the time of Moses. And we're going to look in the story here that how the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud affect the children of Israel. And the fire of God today, the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit in the church and in our own life will bless us and help us in many, many ways. Before I read the story of Moses, let me read this scripture one more time. Malachi chapter 3, verses 2 to 3. But who can endure? the day of His coming. And who can stand when He appears? For He is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. This scripture talks about the fire of God came to clean his servant, to be righteous priests of God. We are the priests of God. We are the servant of God. We need to be cleansed by the file of God to come out from many bondages and many problems in our life. Many of us came with the baggages. Some of you may come from the background of drug addiction, addiction to pornography, short temper, easily angry, loving money, loving the world have many baggages. And God wants to clean you and me up, get rid of all those junk, those chaff, so that we can be the Levi, the servant of God, to serve Him in righteousness. I noticed one thing in the body of Christ, especially charismatic church. We emphasize baptism with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue and power. You see healing. People lay hands and people got healed, miracle happened. But we don't emphasize holiness or the cleaning up of the file of God. And that's why sometimes you heard bad news about ministers who perform signs and wonders in the body of Christ that they commit sin, they do wrong things. And it's caused damage to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that the church needs both. The baptism in the Holy Spirit and the baptism with fire. We need both the power and the holiness. 
We need to be like Christ in both to be and to do. Everyone say to be, to become like Christ, and to do. It means you have power to get the job done. Everyone say, I need to be like Christ. Number two, I need to do great job for God. So you need the power to do the great job, and you need the fire to clean you up, so that you become more and more like Christ. Now let's look at what happened to the children of Israel during the time of Moses. Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 to 22. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. God's people in that generation walk through the wilderness with the constant presence of God. They are led by the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. They did not have a map. The pillar of cloud was in front of them. Wherever the cloud moved, they follow the cloud. What do you learn about the tangible presence of God here in our daily life today. If you are filled with the fire of God, you will be led by Him. He will show you what to do. Is it wonderful to be led by God every day what to do? You will know exactly where to go, what to do, what business, what to say. He will lead you day by day, every single day. When I perform surgery, I need to be hooked up to the file of God so that he will lead me. Actually, this is true. When I perform surgery, every single step, the Lord will tell me what to do. Go there, clean up here, cut there. He will show me what to do every single step. He will lead me. When you drive, yesterday we went to the shopping mall to buy a gift for somebody. There's no parking spot. And the Holy Spirit told me and Pastor Da, instead of turning left, turn right. And you're going to find a parking. Exactly. When we turn right, we found a nice parking next to the building. Amen. We are led by God. How many people want to be led by God like that? Amen. God leads you every single day. He will give you direction. What to do in your life. How you can invest your money. What you're going to say to your kids when they don't behave well? What you're going to say? God is going to lead you. Should you marry that person? Should you buy that house? Should you join that church? Should you get involved in that business? Should we become a partner in the business with that group of people? What should we do in our daily life? Everyone say, God leads me. The file of God will not only cleanse you, but he will be tangible in your life to lead you to the next step. The file of God is not only to lead the children of Israel to the right place. Look at what happened in Exodus chapter 14, 5 to 9 and 19 to 20. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. 
So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt, with officer over all of them. Pharaoh is symbolic of Satan, and he's not happy that the children of Israel got set free. He prepared the best army, the best chariot to chase after the children of God, to destroy them, to kill them, or to get them back into captivity. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, or Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi Hahiro, opposite Baal Siphon. You need to imagine the children of Israel went out with cart, with children, with their wife, their kids, no sword, no spear, no shield, nothing to fight. They were slaves. They did not live with sword and spear and gun and tank. They left Egypt with nothing except money, the, the gold and silver that God gave to them. And now the best army of the most powerful nation in the world in that generation chased after them. Can you imagine? You think they're going to make it without God's help? No way. They're going to be captured back. They're going to be destroyed. But look at verses 19 to 20. Then the angel of the Lord, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud, the tangible presence of God, also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side. So in other words, at night time, the presence of God bring darkness to Egyptians. They could not see. They were blinded. And the light, the pillar of fire, bring the light to the other side, to the children of God. One side is dark, one side is light at night. So neither went near the other all night long. After you read this story, what do you learn? Protection. When we are filled with the fire of God, we have a special protection from God all around us. That's harder for the devil to attack us. That's why since I introduced the fire of God into this church in 1997, I noticed that we have no divorce. Our kids stop fighting. Our children love one another, have less problem, less nightmare, less sickness and disease in the church because this church welcomed the fire into the house to protect the members. The fire of God come around you. The devil wants to attack you, but he cannot come near to you. The church that welcomed the fire will see more protection of God. Amen? Amen? The devil will have a hard time get close to you. When you send demon come close to you, demon come and see the fire, he pull back. Let me show you one movie quickly. This movie is a true story in Alaska. It was written to, from the true story that a group of people had a plane crash in Alaska in the wilderness. And the gray wolf came to kill them. This is in the middle of the wilderness 
What did they do to protect themselves from this wolf? About ten men facing the wolf. In the story, there are hundreds of wolves out there. Do you think the wolf can just jump in and kill them? Can they? Why didn't they do it? Because they have the torch, the fire, around them. This is happening in the real natural life. That some bad animal are very afraid of the fire, even though you don't have even gun to fight with the animal. But the natural fire protect them from being attacked by bad animals or really cruel animals. The same thing, demons and the devil are afraid of the fire of God in your life. It's harder for them to attack you. Amen? Amen. And he has to run away from you when the fire of God moves in the house. Demons come out. People get set free. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you all will be open to be touched by the fire of God. You all will be hungry to be changed. Don't run away when the fire of God starts to move. Run to the fire. Be protected by the fire. Be led by the fire like the children of Israel. Amen? Don't depend on yourself. Depend on Him. Trust Him. Be hungry. Whether you have manifestation or not, it doesn't matter. But you run to the fire. You are clothed by the fire of God. If God wants to make you laugh, you laugh. That's okay. If God wants to make you cry, go ahead and cry. But don't run away from the fire of God. Run toward the fire of God. Pastor Da just had an interesting experience in Japan this trip. At nighttime, we had a hard time sleeping because of jet lag. So she woke up, and the Lord told her to put her hand on her head like this. I think God wants to help her something. We don't even know in the spiritual realm what's going on. Do you know that we don't see spiritual realm? We don't know what's going on. But something is attacking her. And she put her hand like this. She feel the fire of God hit her. Like putting the finger into the electrical socket. Bam! This is in the bed, not in the meeting. Not in the revival meeting, just in the bed I was sleeping. I did not know this happened to her. She feel the fire of God hit her. She like electrical shock on her body. And she felt something came out, pop out of her, out of her ear. I believe God set her free from something. I don't know what it is. I know that her dad died of cancer. My mom died of cancer. We all have some curses. Her family background was not a Christian. My family background was not a Christian. Some curse may follow us. Maybe cancers, demon, maybe something can't follow us, but the file of God hit and chased that out. Actually, I don't care what it is, but it's good that God cleaned us up. And I noticed since Pastor Da came back from this mission trip, she was changed. 
She really changed. She has is more happy, more joyful. I mean, she is a joyful woman already, but even more than before, she is totally a new woman after she got hit by the fire in that bed. After she lay hand on herself, God always do something interesting with Pastor Da. Amen. The fire of God is real. Be open. Allow God to touch you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this. Sharing about the fire of God, Lord, we believe, Lord, that no one can quench the fire, no one can put it out in this world. But it depends on us, Lord, that we want it or not. Your fire will continue to spread all over the world, but we want it to spread in Seattle, Amen. in New Hope International Church as well. Lord. We welcome the fire. We welcome the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. We need protection. We need guidance. We need, Lord, sanctification, purification from the fire. We want to become like Christ, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we will be hungry for your fire all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I want to encourage you. One more last thing, before we have lunch together. The fire of God doesn't have to touch you in this meeting, or in revival meeting. The fire of God can touch you in your car, in your bedroom, if you're hungry, and you cry now to Him. He will touch you. I received the testimony from Switzerland. This lady came from non-charismatic church background. She began to listen to our teaching about the fire of God. She liked it so much, and now she set up her own YouTube to put all of her teaching in the YouTube. She told me that she was praying in the house. Her husband was not a believer, and she said, "God, Pastor Lau, talk about the fire." He is thousands of miles away from me. He is in Seattle. I'm in in Switzerland. I need the fire. Suddenly, the fire of God fell on her. She spoke in tongues. She got drunk. She fell under the power. She became a new woman. Now she's on fire. You know what happened after she got touched by the fire? She sent our CD to one of the small island in Thailand. That group of people got touched by the fire by listening to the CD. And now they start a church, and God just pour out His Spirit upon that church two Sundays ago. Bam! Everybody got drunk in the Holy Spirit. This is so simple. Pastor Lau doesn't have to be there. It's about the measure of hunger and thirst and yielding. You can go home and pray and ask God. To pour out His fire upon you doesn't have to be in the church meeting, but it's up to you. Listen to the teaching. We produced the old series of teaching about the fire of God about ten years ago. Now I produce the new series because after ten years I have more experiences with the fire of God. So I want to produce new series now. Go back and listen until you get the faith. The faith. Will help you to receive from God. Listen, 
Listen, listen, press in, and let God touch you in your bedroom, in your dining room. One time, God poured out His fire upon me while I was having dinner with my wife and my kids. Everyone got shocked. I'm gonna start to eat dinner. Suddenly, I was thinking about the fire and about the presence of God. And I said, "God, I'm hungry." They all sit in the table already, ready to eat dinner. Suddenly, bam! The fire of God hit me, and I did not eat. I became drunk. I was on the ground in my own home during dinner time, and my wife and my kids say, "Again, <laughs> he got drunk again." Amen. Think God can touch you anywhere. Doesn't have to be in the church building. Amen. God is everywhere. Father, bless your people in this house, Lord. Increase the hunger in their heart. May this house become a part of the bride of Jesus Christ. You say in the Bible, Lord, five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins. The five wise virgins have the oil ready to meet the groom. Lord, <laughs> we want to be those five wise virgins. We need the fire of God. We need the oil of the Holy Spirit. To cleanse us, to become the beautiful bride of the Holy Spirit, Lord. <laughs> Pour your fire upon your people, even in their car, but help them not to get into car accident, Lord. In their bedroom, in the hotel when they travel, at the dining table. That their life will have the pillar of fire constantly, the tangible presence of God. They will be led by you, protected by you, Lord. They will be cleansed by you. New Hope International Church and all the churches that we take care of will be. Like the five wise virgins, yes, Lord. Fast love of the Lord never ceases, and ceases never come. To an end, they are new every morning. New every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is Thy faithfulness. Let's sing one more time. The steadfast love, the steadfast love 
of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faith. They are new. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. They are new. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is Thy. Whoever come to this house to be a member, you will grant them with your fire. Baptism with fire. Their life will never be the same. They shall be transformed from glory to glory to glory. By your Spirit, Lord, and we can go out to witness that you are so real, and we fall in love with you. Jesus is everything for us. Lord. Nothing in this world will get us excited anymore. Only Jesus get us excited. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know about you. I feel the presence of God right now on my body. Oh, Jesus. It's wonderful. They are new. Every morning, new every morning, great is thy faithfulness, oh Lord, great is thy faithfulness. Let your people, Lord, have a glimpse of heaven. In heaven. Your presence is there constantly. Your presence gives the light to heaven. They don't need the sun up there. May the presence of God fill 
your people in this house. Let them have a glimpse of heaven. <laughs> We love your presence so much. We love your presence, Lord, in this house. Yes, Lord. I want to let you know, if you experience the presence of God, you don't want anything else. So wonderful, amen. Yesterday, I went to a Taiwanese restaurant in the evening. My family want to eat the Taiwanese food so much, so we went and we ordered good food. Taiwanese food is good. And I was sitting there eating. It's good, but I talked to myself and to God. This is not comparable to the presence of God. I'm serious. I say that in my heart. This wonderful Taiwanese food cannot be compared to drink the new wine of God, to drink the living water of God, and to be. In the presence of God, better than any food, than Waikiki Beach, but I'm going anyway. <laughs> than anything else, amen. I want you to experience. I want to see young people like this experience the presence of God. My dream to see young people get touched. And filled with the presence of God, Amen. Amen. Your life will never be the same. You will not fall in love with the things of the world. You will love the things of God. You will go banana for Jesus. How many parents want your kids to go banana for Jesus? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. May God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I. Live to you this new